Welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Talk Surgery podcast for RCS Ed. I am your host, Gregory Carson. Today we bring you another one of the FST trainer series. I'm also joined by my good friend, Ceci. Ceci, how are you? I'm fine, Greg. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Today on the show, we've got Claire McNaught, colorectal surgeon from south of the border. Hello, Claire. How are you? Hi, Greg. Hi, Ceci. Very well. Hope you guys are well. Yeah. We are. Thank you. So I sort of sold you short there, Claire. You're not just a colorectal surgeon from south of the border, but I'll let you fill in the blanks. So who is Claire? So who I'm, well, um, apart from being a colorectal surgeon, I work uh, mainly in Harrogate Hospital. Uh, I'm also um, honorary secretary uh, of the, the Royal College of Surgeons of Edinburgh. So I've just recently taken up that role and uh, really enjoying that. But before that, I was an MRCS examiner. I was uh, on council for six years. I was the founder and chair of the Younger Fellows um, Committee oh. and also editor of Surgeons News in the past. So I've done quite a lot with the college um, and been involved with training for, for many years. Excellent. And that makes you perfect for the series and we'll be thrilled to hear some of your little nuggets uh, of, of training through the years and also some pearl wisdom at the end. So without further ado, we'll get straight into it, Claire. So question number one, who was your best trainer or who is your best trainer and why? Now that could be someone that trained you or it could be one of your colleagues at the moment. So um, I'm going to be really cheeky and I'm going to tell you I've had three um, trainers who have actually really oh, right. influenced my life. Um, I think the first one was a, a, chat, a colorectal surgeon called Ron Keenan. He was a, a, a colorectal surgeon in Aberdeen and I was his house officer. And he was I think that's why I became a surgeon. He was just so dynamic. Uh, he was so much fun. He brought a lot of energy. And uh, when I worked for him, I thought, God, that looks like a really great job. So I think... Um, Ron's enthusiasm and the way he was with his patients um, kind of really inspired me um, to, to go down a surgical path because early in my career I wasn't going to be a surgeon I was going to be a physician can you believe that so um, he really inspired me and then as I moved on through my career a little bit um, my very first registrar job I was um, appointed to North Allison Hospital where I met a gentleman called David Ward who to this day, I think he's the only gentleman, the true gentleman I ever worked for. He was um, technically the most brilliant surgeon I ever worked for as well. Everything he did was meticulous. Um, he was just a joy to watch. And he was a true general surgeon. He would do an orchidopexy in a baby followed by a low anterior resection. He had the whole gambit of surgical um, competencies. And But he really taught me about um, how to um, work in a team and how to respect people and um, and he was so respected. So I learned, I learned a lot from David. And then finally, probably my, my great mentor and friend, uh, Professor John McPhee, um, he was a professor of surgery at Scarborough Hospital. I did my MD uh, research with John. And I think John taught me a lot about being a thinking surgeon, that how to be a, to be a good surgeon. It's not all about the technical stuff. And in fact, actually, that isn't really so, so important. It's about using your head and, and making sure you do the right operation, the right patient, the right time. So he taught me a lot about that. So they're, they're the three that actually people who have really influenced my career. 
That's excellent, actually. And when you listen to that, you've got the the breadth of what most people would say in their training. You've got someone who inspired you to to do what you're doing now, and it's it's also testament to those individuals too, because when you're that young, sometimes you just don't know what you want to do, and to find somebody that inspires you to to do surgery through the enthusiasm, and then you get someone that that goes through the technical aspect. Of, of what you do and then ultimately someone who prepares you for being a consultant so i think that's probably been the most complete answer we've had on on the podcast so thank you for that when you started off by saying you're going to be cheeky i thought you were going to say you are the best trainer you've ever met but... <laughs> no no, really no not. i'm not that arrogant <laughs> not yet anyway <laughs> um, i will okay. interject uh, briefly and say that um, sure. i have cleared um i have um, trained under Claire as a wee F1 oh. in Scarborough back in the day and she is an absolutely fantastic trainer who would make it on my list of best trainers if I were asked the same question so there you go fun fact well, thank you thank you for that Stacey That's great. small world I did not know that I learned something on the podcast every day excellent Ceci next time when your turn comes as the guest you can tell us your stories but until then Claire back to you um, what is it you enjoy about training the most do you know what I think um the reason I love uh, being a trainer is I get to interact with with younger surgeons and doctors coming through and I think um it kind of reminds me sometimes of why I did it because sometimes I think with the um the struggles of consultant life it can be difficult to remember why why you did your this chosen profession so um and I, I also I learn something from everybody who um who comes into work to work with me and, and train with me um, you know, they bring something else to my life. So I, I just think it's a great it's a great joy and a great privilege to be a trainer because I think it keeps you up to date and it keeps you young. So I think that's the real, real reason I enjoy it. Absolutely fantastic. Um, moving on to ask a few questions that are a bit less serious, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a great lover of music and I'd be interested mm-hmm. to know that if you played music in theatre, um, what would you play? Well, to be honest, I, I do have music in theatre um, uh, and I actually let the staff, the theatre team, choose what they want to listen to uh, because really, you know, I'm concentrating what I'm doing and it's really them that are having to watch my, my dull, very slow, laparoscopic, whatever I'm doing. So um, I can let them choose, but they kind of know that I like the kind of sad music for over 40s, you know, love a bit of ABBA when it comes on and, uh, you know, a bit of, you know, cheesy 80s and 90s stuff is probably uh, for theatre is nice, um, nice. something that they could all sing along to, you know. Well, I I would agree with those music choices. I'm a huge ABBA fan, so nothing wrong with that. (laughs) And next question, you're stranded on a desert island, middle of nowhere, and you're told you can only bring one surgical or profession-specific tool with you. So what is that one tool that you simply cannot live without? Um, What can I live without? Um, Do you know... Really simply, a really good pair of Macado scissors that are sharp and actually cut because that, I mean, they're, they're your best, they're, they're your basic uh, tools. And how often are you given a pair of scissors these days that are blunt and don't cut anything? Or, or so and that, um, that drives me uh, uh, nuts. So I think, um, I think in terms of essentials, it's the basics, it's your, your pair of forceps and your scissors are the most important things that you use every day. I, I agree with that. And a number of times I now have a saying in theatre and it's to turn to the scrubness and say, have you got any blunt scissors that we might try <laughs> instead of these? Um, doesn't go down well uh, no. ever, but I keep doing it. Right. 
Next up, what one book, uh, medical or otherwise, have you enjoyed recently or or historically? Um, so thinking about this, I suppose uh, the one book that I think that I, I use most, and so it, uh, probably at, at your stage, um, was when I was doing all my MCQ exams for the MRCS and the FRCS, was I having a really good basic surgical textbooks essential. And I actually really like Sabiston because I know that it's an American textbook. It's well written. It's easy to read. Um, I mean, it's, it's thousands of pages. But um, when I was preparing for my exams, I just opened the book at page one and just read the whole thing. And I think um, as, as, ha- as a really good, solid, easy to read textbook, I think that was a really helpful thing um, at all levels, you know, at my MRCS and my FRCS level. So I think that was a good a good general book. There are some very other good um, general textbooks, but that was my my favourite. Um, in terms of like in for my, my, my own life, I I am an avid reader. Um, I like I like to read a lot of rubbish novels just to sort of kind of chill out a little bit. So I'm currently reading the Deborah Harkness All Souls trilogy, which is kind of based on a, on a about a kind of romance thing. So kind of like a bit of romance as well in my life. So it's all good. Thanks for the exam tip there. Preparing for my exams, I will go get that book and read it from page one and see how I get on. Claire, if I don't pass, I am coming back to let you know about it. <laughs> Next question. Obviously, at the start of this, you told us a lot about all the different hats that you've worn, both for the college and in your life as a surgeon, as a trainer, and also keeping family life. How do you keep that work-life balance for you? So um, I'm not going to lie. Um, it's a struggle. Uh, you know, being a being a surgeon and uh, doing all the things to do, you know, something has to give. And um, I'm just very fortunate. That I've got an extremely understanding family. Who um, uh, my my husband's also medical, so he understands um, uh, when I don't come home. Or from you know, it's very for a very good reason. So I think um, it is important, however, to sort of make some time in your life for yourself because it is a busy job. And um, if you're if you're tired and not functioning at a high level, then your patients won't do well. So it is important to try and get some days off. And it took me about 10 years of consultancy to realize that what I really needed in my life was a day off every week. And so I have Wednesdays off now um, with no clinical commitments, which means I can do things like this without any hassle. And I actually also got a time to take my dogs for a walk over the moors uh, every Wednesday, which I really enjoy. And I find that really relaxes me. So um, definitely my advice to you as you go on in your career, get a day off. I think that is very, very sound advice. Um, Being as a trainee, I know that there's increasingly more and more demands on my time and you often fall, fall into a little bubble where you feel you have to keep performing. So that is something I will take on board, get some days off. I'm very bad at taking them and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are too. So um, you've already given us a bit of advice, but can I stretch you a bit further and ask our final question to give us one pearl of wisdom, the best bit of advice you've either received during your training and consultancy journey or that you can give to a trainee? Um, I think that probably the best bit of advice I was given uh, when I was a trainee was from David Ward, this gentleman I worked for, who um, he basically said to me that you know, when you're working with in a team and with colleagues that, you know, we're, we're not all the same. We have strengths and weaknesses. There'll be some who are just accept people who are just exceptional at the role and some people who struggle a little bit, little bit more. But what, what your job is as a leader and as a trainer is to find out what makes that person tick and find out what's good, what they're good at, because everyone has something to offer. 
and, and, and help them achieve that. Because, you know, we can't all be the best, most technical surgeons or the brightest, um, but everybody has something to give. So I think it's about finding out what that, that is in, in your trainee or your colleague and letting them shine and, and, and trying to help them promote that aspect of their career. So that would be my one bit of advice. Thank you so much. Sage advice. Indeed. Indeed. So, Claire, it has been absolutely fantastic having you for the little time we have. And thank you for giving up some of your precious Wednesday to talk to us. Um, For those listening out there, um, this is the last in our FST series, but we'll be back very, very soon with more trainers that you can learn from. Claire, it's been wonderful. Thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. It's been lovely to speak to you both. Likewise, and for our listeners, stay safe and be kind to each other. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, guys.